This is On and Off Your Mat podcast episode 5, Meditation and Emotional Bandwidth. My name is Erica and I'm your host. And once again, I'm happy to say that this episode is supported by Athleta in their effort to ignite a community of strong women who empower each other. As you write a review on iTunes, you will automatically enter a giveaway and get a chance to win a $75 shop card. I'll give you all the details at the end of the show. Now for this episode, I sat down with Emily Lee. Emily is a certified healer and meditation teacher. I took some meditation classes with her and I really enjoyed her approach on healing and empowerment. Now before we dive into this episode, I wanted to take a second to define the concept of emotional bandwidth, just so we're all on the same page. For me, emotional bandwidth is the amount of emotional stimuli you can handle on a day-to-day, month-to-month, or even year-to-year basis. When it gets maxed out, you feel overwhelmed and you will react a certain way. Maybe you shut down, maybe you get angry, it all depends on your personality. So on that note, take a listen and I hope you enjoy. Thanks for joining me today, being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I I know you do way more than meditation, so why don't you describe what is it you do? I'm a certified energy healer, Mm -hmm. meditation teacher and spiritual guide within an ancient mystery school. And this school is called the Modern Mystery School. And you want to say a little bit about that? What? Sure. Yeah. So the Mystery School, it's a spiritual pathway and ways to se- uh, learn more about self-mastery, learn more about yourself. And so the main focus is on the more you know yourself, the more you can be of service to the world. And through a lot of these ancient techniques, um, I have found within my own journey and sharing this, that it's really possible to get over some of the patterns that keep people stuck. Mm. And this is something that isn't channeled. It's not something that is like new. These are 3,000-year-old practices um, that have been passed down from teacher to student orally over these years. And it's really powerful because things are passed down within the auric field. And there's certain keys that awaken this hidden wisdom within each person to find uh, their own answers and their own um, their own power within and mm. really activating the will, which is where a lot of people are getting stuck and moving forward. You're already saying so many little gems that I want to come back to it. Yeah. But before we get there, how did you get into this? Was spirituality always part of your life or how... In hindsight, I was always sensitive, mm-hmm. um, but I did shut down, you know, probably in elementary school, middle school, and yet I was always looking for my purpose, and I was always curious. By My journey started in 2004, though, and that yoga really opened up the door for me for something much more um, that went beyond the physical body, and... Um, you know, I had an eating disorder and I had a lot of anxiety and suffered from depression. Um, and although yoga and other practices did help me stabilize and get to a certain level, um, I was still feeling rather scattered in my mission day to day. And I was looking for something that would ground me. So you do workshops, obviously, in classes, but you do one-on-one session as well. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So what do people look for when they come to you? What people are looking for when they come to me is most of the time they're going to the next level in their life, whether it's uh, emotionally, mentally, whether it's in relationship or career, and they're looking for a sense of stability within themselves. 
And they're also looking for some kind of support in going about that. <clears throat> and they're, they're looking for something that's going to support them long-term in, in their service to others. So guidance. Definitely guidance, mm -hmm. inwardly and outwardly. Okay. So how does a session look, like a first mm -hmm. session? When I work with someone for the first time, it's two hours, mm -hmm. and we go through a whole intake, getting really clear about where are they at in their life right now. And then I also start with a core cutting, which helps release um, certain attachments, certain things that we can hold on to, whether it's attachments from people we've dated or, you know, our parents or even people we've worked with, mm -hmm. or we've had a close relationship with others. And, and then the life activation is where I start. And that brings healing to many aspects of the energetic system. And so there's, there's different ways in which we hold on to shame, we hold on to guilt, we hold on to past experiences that really weigh us down. And this is about um, coming back to that more expansive space also while grounding energy into this world. So letting go, mm -hmm. grounding yourself. Yeah. And then the main goal is to find what we desire, need in mm -hmm. life or where we want to go. Yeah, because a lot of people suffer from apathy. Mm -hmm. And um, and there's just resistance to moving forward in some way. There's something that is holding them back, whether they're aware of it or mm -hmm. not. And so what I have found to be most helpful in my journey is when I figure that out for myself. There's no one that can really tell me. It's usually in the moment where we're given a choice. And um, this energy that comes through really activates the the willpower to then make a new choice. And it's a catalyst to to shift that person's life and there's also energy coming into the dna where there's um ancestral trauma and things like that that are it's almost impossible to process on a mental level it's something more energetically that can mm -hmm. shift i have to mention your website and your handle on social media is return to sacred and one i love it <laughs> and two um for me it really ties in together everything you do would you say that Returning to sacred is kind of returning to home, or what does that mean for you? Yeah, well, most of my life I knew um, how maybe I didn't want to live. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. And I experienced maybe a lot of drama in my life, uh, a lot of worry, a lot of fear. And it was the way that I perceived my world um, based on my own perception. It was, I was looking through... Um, this lens in mm -hmm. a way that was colored with my yeah. own past traumas and, and different experiences that I've had. And when I started to strip that away, I just came back to the simplicity of now and the deepest sense possible. And I had finally discovered that there's so much beauty and love just like waiting for me there when I was connecting to that sacred mm -hmm. place. That's so beautiful. So what would you say is really sacred now? To me, what is really sacred is um, the quiet moments when I'm, when I'm feeling truly connected and divinely guided um, mm. by myself or the moments when I'm serving someone and I'm feeling like I'm just the vessel to bring that through. Um, and it becomes less about me and it becomes more about the truth of what's really going on. And so there's there's less of me getting in the way. 
So would you say that this is where you start in your journey? Like you need, do you encourage people to find what's sacred to them? Is that kind of a starting point to know what they're looking for, to yeah. know what's important to them? Mm-hmm. Um, this work really is about finding what your wants and needs are mm-hmm. in life. And Because it sounds so simple. What do you need? Mm-hmm. What do you want? But it's not that it's, simple. It's not because usually what we want and need um, is a result of, things that people told us we need mm-hmm. or, or things that um, we think we need because we put on a certain mask and in order to, you know, move to, from day to day and, and survive, it's like to keep feeding that wolf. And it's like, it's like that old Native American story of which wolf are you going to feed? Mm-hmm. And so when you're really feeding your higher self, um, your best self, however you want to put it, um, those needs and wants are going to be very different. Yeah, I totally see that. And that's why I wanted to take that detour to talk about um, returning to sacred and how it connects with everything else you do. If if we start from a place where we know ourselves a little bit better, then it's in that space for me, in my opinion, we can experience sacredness. We can mm-hmm. experience connection or fulfillment if you don't know what is it you need and what you want then you're kind of going on autopilot and you're moving through life in a way where you don't know why but it's not satisfying yeah and you might be happy but you're not really content at the same time or reverse you're content but you're not fully happy there's something missing there in that equation right it's difficult to tap into joy Mm. that feeling uninhibited and and just that freedom that freedom won't be there um it's like we'll be a slave Mm. to those things we think we need to feel comfortable yeah so this journey definitely can dive into moments when i mean i never thought i would experience that level of discomfort but on the other side was so much there there was so much Mm. um to the depth of the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is, is this where meditation comes in for you? Is that one of the tools to get to know yourself or to get to know what you need, what you're looking for in life? For sure. Yeah, meditation is one of the number one tools that I use. And would you talk a bit more about the type of meditation you, you teach or you practice? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different forms of meditation that I personally um, work with, and that is passive meditation, mm-hmm. just like quiet pond. I'm just letting thoughts come in and out, and I'm just being very receptive. Observing. Mm-hmm, serving. And then there's um, more active, where I might be using a certain technique to access deeper states of consciousness and going a little bit more into the subconscious mind from that place to find guidance for the day of how I should structure my day, asking certain questions um, that, you know, in the past I would have called up a friend and said, hey, like, what should I do about this relationship? Or how should I Mm -hmm. work my business this week? And what do you think about this? And now I have certain tools and I'm able to find those answers through meditation. Can you give an example of what it would look like? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, for example, there's one 
um, meditation technique that I do pass down that's a shamanic technique. Mm -hmm. And in the shamanic technique, it's called sanctuary meditation. And the sanctuary is very real and it lives within us. And uh, in order to get into this deeper state, so we're usually in beta brainwave. And this is where we're very hyper aware and we're on the computer, we're driving a car, we're doing sports, but the mind is extremely active. Mm -hmm. And in order to get into the the deeper stage, which, which is how we access the subconscious mind, that's where healing happens, um, there's certain techniques that have been passed down through mystery school. And so it's a handing down when someone comes to this class, for example, and there's a clearing within the energy centers, and then we're using um, sacred geometry. And then there's a little bit more guidance to be able to get into this very deep state. Um, it, you're essentially hypnotizing yourself. And so when people come to this class, they're learning the technique, but then they're able to practice this at home and guide themselves through it. Um, but it's, again, this is something that it, the, the beauty of this handing down is that it awakens something. Like we know how to do this. Mm -hmm. We know how to go into these deeper states we've just forgotten. Okay, so it's giving people the power back to exactly. create or to find those new lines of energy that they might mm -hmm. need to tap in into their own life. And as we are saying before with like, which wolf are you feeding? You know, we have the voice of our negative ego, mm -hmm. um, which comes from fear. It's personality. It's our mask. It's how we've survived in the world, maybe so like so far in life. And then we have our higher self, which is um, this part of our being that, that really wants the best for us. We don't always want the answer because sometimes <laughs> it's not always it's what not we want. It's not necessarily the easiest path. It's not the easiest. But it's the one we need. It's the one we need and it, it will help accelerate growth mm. because then we don't have to keep learning the same lessons or keep running into the same situation over and over again if we can learn to listen. And that guidance is coming through all the time, but when we're isolating um, the experience and just going in, uh, we can start to form a deeper connection so we really can understand when that voice is coming through. So when you are in your everyday experience, you can start to have more discernment of like, is this the voice of my higher self or negative ego? Mm -hmm. And how does tools like meditation or other tools like getting grounded will help you in that? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's so many situations that come up day to day for people. And everything is a choice. Mm -hmm. Every moment we're choosing something. And there's an overwhelming amount of choices mm -hmm. in the world. And especially, like, think about just, like, our modern-day world with the internet. Yeah. I mean – Never-ending. In, in one moment, we have, like, a million processes happening. And how do you sort what's important from what's junk? Yeah. So it's, it's important to meditate to be able to sort. It's like you have, like, a pile of papers – and they're just like thrown like everywhere all the time. Like most people live in a very kind of scattered, chaotic space. Even the even the most like outwardly organized people, like in their mind, um, it can be like it can feel very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So yeah, meditation is is really a way to go about your day and really know what's important because there's gonna be so many things thrown at you in a day. So you said that image of throwing the papers on the ground and everything is scattered. And how much we have around ourselves. But 
being a sensitive person, you can pick up on the energies of people around you mm -hmm. as well, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that will affect everything else. So along with being bombarded by maybe information online or different people trying to sell us things, um, there's empathy is becoming more of like a buzzword now uh -huh. um, of, of, or emotional intelligence. And so we can pick up on the emotions of others. And that can be overwhelming for many people that I work with. Um, and in the past, it was extremely um, – it was – I lived in a lot of dysfunction because of that skill that I did not master yet. And what's most important, the reason why I meditate is because I'm learning to harness a very high energy and ground it into this physical world instead of constantly pulling from the energies of others. Mm. So someone who is um, an extrovert, like they can get high. So if you're in like a big yoga class – like I was in Janet Stone's yoga class just the other day and I was like, wow, like there's so much energy in this room or sometimes I go to Soul Cycle, and I can see now in the past, like I would have really pulled from that whole group to move through my yoga practice or move through mm -hmm. my workout. And now I pull more from my own will center. I pull more from this um, higher source of energy to come through me. And I notice when sometimes I slip because I'm not perfect and I pull, yeah, you know, I, I can, if I pull horizontally and I'm like pulling from others that I become, um, I have more compassion fatigue. I get more tired. I feel um, like I have all this dirty laundry and I'm not really sure whose is whose and I end up processing what's not mine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we only have so much hours in a day yeah. and we have a lot of things that we want to create and do. So it's important to stay in integrity and stay clean so that even though it's like living in a city or wherever you live or if you're serving a lot of people, that um, you can be able to come back to yourself as quickly as possible. So meditation is a really important um, practice to be able to understand, like, where am I in this moment? Am I pulling from someone else? Am I, mm. am I pulling from my own highest energy? So it's a horizontal line versus a vertical line. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And from that place, if we come back to what we were talking a bit more in the beginning and how with meditation or the different goals of what you're trying to do with your clients – once meditation is in place and you have a practice and you are looking to answer some questions in your life, <laughs> what are the next steps? Yeah, so the, the next steps, um, meditation is a really great tool, but ritual. Ritual is something that we used to have. In the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. in the beginning when the world was created and we were in tribes, we used to have ritual, we used to have certain practices that would reconnect us to that source energy that would help us, remind us of our own divinity and our own higher self. Mm -hmm. And these practices um, would help us in answering questions or would help us shift uh, an experience that we're having, spiritual alchemy. And ritual is something that I teach within um, a two-day course. And also there's, there's different classes that I teach that give someone the ability to bring this higher energy because we're living in a dense world. It's like learning how to ground that higher energy mm -hmm. into the physical.
Okay. Mm -hmm. So definitely being grounded is an important part. Yeah. Other than meditation, do you have quick tools to help people ground themselves? Yeah. So quick tools to help someone ground themselves. I also find journaling to be super helpful. And journaling and can come up for a lot of people. And um, I see a lot of people typing, but pen and paper, journaling and writing down just like, what what are you feeling in that moment? Mm-hmm. It can help someone process. Um, other, Do you suggest people journal daily in the morning or before going to bed? Is there... Yeah, it's easy to get dogmatic about when to like meditate or when to journal uh-huh. and do all these things. But I find when you're needing it, you know, when do you need it? Um, for me, I have found that, you know, if I have, um, I call it crowding out. I notice sometimes I'll go on my phone in the morning because I'm looking for a way to connect. And so it's something I used to always do. And then I think with when the iPhone came around, I was like, well, this is more interesting. <laughs> I'm going to distract myself. But um, journaling for me is really helpful in the morning when I'm looking for that sense of connection. And I just kind of like write to myself, like, how am I feeling for the day? And like, what I'm going to do? And so some of that overwhelming or anxiety that I would feel getting started for the day, mm-hmm. it would give me the rest. It would give me that connection to myself before I go off and serve and start talking to others. And try to connect with others. Exactly. <laughs> so connecting to myself and seeing where am I at in this moment? Because if I know where I'm at in that moment, I can see, well, you know, I was here and now I'm there. You know, it's noticing the shift. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know where I'm at, it's it's difficult to process or know what's going, what's on. going on. Yeah. Okay. So journaling and mm-hmm. then Movement. I find movement and clearing the emotions is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, again, I, I see in a lot of my clients, they can get emotionally drunk off of certain situations. Things can trigger them. And when they have some kind of movement practice, like I love a yoga practice, um, Tai Chi, Qigong. I also teach something called Qi Do and when I do my two-day. And so when you're moving energy like that, I find it's really helpful to get into the body. Um, even if you can take only a few moments to mm-hmm. reconnect to breath, it's to to clear the thoughts and to clear out some of those um, emotional triggers that can happen um, in any moment. So when you're journaling, you're kind of letting go of whatever you you're starting your day with and then you're grounding yourself and then you move and that energy is shifting through your body so you're mm-hmm. passing from different aspects and then kind of bringing it all together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much how I start my days with ritual meditation journaling and movement that sounds like a nice morning yeah <laughs> And then from there, other goals that you might have when you see clients, I mean, in my mind, like you were saying in the beginning, they come they come to you to find guidance about their will, their feeling of empowerment, or mm-hmm. their feeling of purpose in life. So once we have those rituals, those practices for ourselves, where do we go from there? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why I found Mystery School to be completely honest, because that was a question that I had. And I was like, <laughs> what's next? Um, I love yoga. I still practice yoga. But in terms of living in the Western world, um, it didn't really mesh with the our society. And I knew that I have a lot of gifts to share with the world. And I was trying to find a way to navigate and deepen my level of self-mastery. So there's there's a lot to understand about how how we move 
in each situation. And again, how our old patterns, our old belief systems are holding us captive mm. in in that moment. And there's a way, obviously, therapy was something that I was, um, you know, in for years and, and learning more about myself that way. But I would usually um, get lost in the story and feel rather ungrounded, I think, after a session. Um, so a lot of what I do, yeah, there I definitely call a friend and I, I'll process here and there, but a lot of it is learning to drop the story and come into like what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And even though like this esoteric work is very, it seems very out there, it's very practical in terms of shifting to come back to what's going on right now to be able to make a choice from a clean slate mm-hmm. versus making a choice based on um, fear. Through what you're saying, it's kind of about the big picture mm-hmm. and stepping away and seeing more than just what's right, right in front of your nose yeah. so you can make better decisions or so you can go into the world and let go of the things you don't need anymore and create space for the things you do. Want right. to have more of because a lot of I I think now I make choices not so much based on is this going to feel good hmm. and now it's more of like long term mm-hmm. you know seeing seeing it in like just the moment yes but there's a couple things happening where I'm like seeing it in this moment but also what am I setting myself up for in the future and if I move through this perceived discomfort now. If I lean in to whatever it is that's coming up rather than procrastinating and saying, you know what, this is really, uh, I don't I don't know how to process this right now. I'm just going to like shove this under a rug, put mm-hmm. it in the closet, you know, just I'm going to ignore it, whether yeah. it's an emotion or it's a some kind of confrontation I need to have with someone or it's making a decision that I just don't want to make. As soon as I lean into that, And I can see, as you're saying, the bigger picture of like, if I really want to serve and reach my higher potential, then this is just as important Mm -hmm. as all the other things that I'm working on. One more thing I wanted to get into, and you quickly touched upon it before, and it was emotional intelligence and emotional Mm -hmm. bandwidth. As you're someone of service and you're someone, you're taking care of other people, how do you take care of yourself? Other than we've said a bunch mm-hmm. of things already, your morning ritual sounds amazing. What else do you do? I would say asking myself, where am I headed and does this align? Does this option align with where I'm headed? Hmm. So I would say the best way to take care of myself right now is um, feeling comfortable saying no or just feeling, um, giving myself permission rather to say no. Mm-hmm. And as I, yeah, as I keep progressing forward, there's just so many opportunities and so many options. Um, but the way that I I can take care of myself is knowing when to rest and mm-hmm. knowing when to work. That requires me to be really connected to myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a, it, it's so um, difficult sometimes to it know. Is. To know when to do that. There's pressure to mm-hmm. be busy, to mm-hmm. work a lot, to be successful, but sometimes we get there by taking a step back instead yeah. of taking a step forward and taking mm-hmm. a pause and not pushing and trying so hard, but creating the environment and creating what we need in our life for it to happen mm-hmm. a little bit more easily. So, yeah, so saying no, and I have come to find 
um, being receptive. How receptive can I be? Like those days that I'm not working, those moments, the breaks that I give myself in a day, filling up. Mm-hmm. And and there's different ways I can fill up, whether it's, you know, I'm going to go take a hike later and go out in nature, but really soak it in. Like I don't plan to like try to be on my phone and do that at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I'm eating dinner, I'm, I'm eating food and I'm like allowing it to nourish me, um, not allowing to try to be dis- – it's just not multitasking. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in our world it's like I got to get everything done and be productive and and it's that hustle mentality in the past – that really led to a quick burnout. And so I'm finding doing less, holding more. Mm-hmm. And by doing less, I can actually get there, quote unquote, faster yeah. to, you know, the life that I'm desiring to create. You know, yeah. every refinement, it's like, well, is this really getting me closer to that? So with journaling, talking with a friend, meditating, therapy, all those are techniques or way to process your feelings and see what you're taking in from other people see you know if we go back to the line of energies feel and notice those things from there what I hear is respecting your limit putting boundaries Mm -hmm. is important taking care that's a way to take care of yourself and honor yourself noticing the patterns trying to learn from those patterns. And then how important is it to learn to suit ourselves when we are overwhelmed, when despite the efforts, we are saying too much yes to things we don't need to be doing right now or yeah. yeah. Do you do you have techniques to suit yourself when you feel you're going a little too far? I love baths. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with baths. Netflix, snacks, in a bathtub. It's like all I need. (laughs) And nature. (laughs) Nature. Good. Awesome. Um, Before we finish, is there anything else, any other tools you'd like to share with our listeners today? Things they could do? Yeah, I would say um, even if you meditate five minutes in the morning, Mm-hmm. or 10 minutes in the morning. Uh, and I, I do have a 10-minute guided meditation track. So if someone is unsure, like, mm-hmm. am I doing this right? Am I, med- am I meditating right? You know, it's like <laughs> a common concern that a lot of people yeah. have when they're maybe just starting a practice. Um, yeah, people here would like to uh, receive that track. They can go onto my website and they can put in their email and that's a way to begin that practice. And it's a full body scan. And I find it's so helpful because not only you're sitting and meditating and releasing some tension, um, where you're holding some emotion, mm-hmm. um, but it's also a great way to ground yourself and feel more centered. Okay. So you mentioned your website. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put all the links in the show okay. notes. Where else can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, I'm I'm very active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I have some Insta stories and sometimes I drop light bombs on there <laughs> or just funny things of just like before coming here, I, I had to stop at McDonald's. I, you'll never find me at McDonald's, but I had to go there to charge my phone. There was a, yeah, there was an outlet in the ceiling. That was the only outlet. So... <laughs> So, so sometimes it it's like um, it's Emily's adventures in life, and <laughs> <laughs> you might you might be able to see uh, some wacky stories there. But but generally, I love um, 
I love sharing some insights and um, different things that I receive that that's been helpful on my journey and so I share that on Instagram so thank you so much for joining me yeah you're so welcome super interesting thanks for having me thank you so much for listening we have other great guests coming up so make sure to subscribe now if you want to make my day and get your chance to win a $75 shop card from Athleta head on to iTunes right now and write a review you have until next episode where I'll announce the winner If you're new to iTunes Review, check out the show notes or go to my website at ericabelanger.com slash blog dash podcast. And I write my first name with a K. Last episode was also supported by Atleta. And the winner for that giveaway is Thought and Soul. Thought and Soul wrote, I am obsessed with this podcast. It provides such delicious information. I've learned more about yoga in these episodes that I have in the last five years practicing yoga. Thank you so much for your comment. So email me at erica.belanger at gmail.com and I'll send you your gift card. See, it's that simple. Once again, thank you for joining us and until next time.